Doing good. You hear me now? All right, there we go. Great. Good morning. I'm excited to continue in this series called Life with God. Again, it is life with God, not life for God, to God, under God, around God. It's life with God. That is what we're talking about. How we can have a life with our God. I just even want you to like consider this question right now, to think about this. Do you desire that? Do you desire to have a life with him, a life closer with the Lord? And so I implore you, if that is something you desire, that as we go through this series on these spiritual practices that can help us to have a closer walk with God, to actually put them into practice to learn from these things, these ways that we can live out, practice our faith, practice spending time with the Lord. And I believe that you will have that closer walk with him. It's through these sorts of times, whether that's time alone with God or Sabbath or prayer, what we'll talk about today as we get into the scriptures, that is the way that I have been close with the Lord. It just is. And so I encourage you, it's not... It's not just like a formula or a token into some sort of vending machine for God, but it is a way of opening ourselves to him and saying, Lord, here I am. I want to be with you. And so today we focus in on one practice of we're just calling scripture, taking in the Bible, taking in the word of God. So today that is our focus. And uh, I'm excited for that. And, uh, you know, when we think about Okay, the Bible, like why do we need to dive deep into this book? I want you to grab a Bible, okay? A physical, actual paper Bible. If you didn't bring one with you, um, there's right there in the back of the seat in front of you. If you're in the front row, maybe you have to reach behind you. I don't know. But um, it's always the thing. The front row people just don't get one. But that's all right. It's a a sacrifice for getting more leg room. Uh, So you've got got a physical Bible. Now, look look at this. Like, look at this book Feel the, the, the paper, open it up, flip through. Look at all those words as you look at this. This, this book, this book is the audible voice of God in your life. It, it, that should astound you that you have the very words of the God of the universe who created all things. And he said, hey, here's a bunch of words I have for you from me. That should be exciting. That should invigorate us. That should excite us for how we can spend more time in that as we begin to know and hear from the voice of God. Yes, we believe here that we can hear God's voice in prayer, but we find out what his voice sounds like and what he wanted us to know about through this book. This is so important. And so I encourage you in this to spend time in this. By the way, those Bibles on the back of the seat there in front of you, those are free. If you don't have one, you can take one of those. Take one of those Bibles and and read it. Spend time in it. We want you to have it. So take one of those Bibles. Now, in the Bible, we, we learn who God is by reading the Bible. We learn what God thinks about the things of our world. We learn about how a God who can seem so removed and powerful and scary, and he is powerful, 
right? We could learn about how he interacts with humans, how he interacts with us, how he cares for us as people. And we see kind of just the whole progression of his great story that God has in this book. Uh, Romans 10, 17, we'll get to 2 Timothy 3 in a minute, but Romans 10, 17 says this. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. So we want to hear the good news about Jesus, and that builds our faith. That gives us faith of any kind. And so we learn in the Bible how God created this world with perfect peace And we learn how that perfect peace was broken. But then we learn about how God is healing and repairing that brokenness through his story. That is the good news. That is the gospel. We learn in the Bible how Jesus is God. And God himself came to live as one of us on this earth. And as he lived as one of us, he lived the perfect life that none of us could live. He also then showed us how to live, how to pray, how to care for others. And then he gave us the ultimate gift by canceling our debt to sin, by willingly dying on the cross, taking the penalty for the sins of the world upon himself. But he did not stay dead. He rose again on the third day in victory and power over sin and death. And through that, we have forgiveness, salvation. We now are made right with God. What was broken is healed and repaired. Amen? Come on, people. Like, that is what we hear about in the Bible. That is what this book tells us. I don't know, how, how would we know that? We know it through this book. We know then that the Holy Spirit came upon his believers and filled them with power to proclaim his name, his goodness, perform miracles to make him known around the world. And then we learn from the Holy Spirit as well. And then now we go and help people become followers of Jesus, who then they go and then help other people become followers of Jesus. What do we need this book for? We need it for everything. It's everything. The word of God is how we learn what the voice of God sounds like. We know about how the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the word of God telling us that. It's all here. And so I want you to have that kind of passion, that kind of excitement to dig again into the scriptures. Maybe for you, it's been something you've been a Christian a long, 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 long time. And maybe for you, it's sort of become like, yeah, yeah, I know, I'm going to read my Bible. You know, it's like kind of a duty to have to do. Check that next box off, you know, on your list. Yeah, maybe for you, it's like so new and weird that you're like, I don't even, man, I don't even understand. That book's crazy, right? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) And so we're all coming from different places, but it's important for all of us. And I hope to give you some thoughts to help you with that. Let's see what the Bible says about itself. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. God breathed, other translations say, it's breathed out by the spirit of God. And it is useful to teach us what is true. How do we know what's true? From the Bible. And to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. We need that conviction of sin, right? We need to know what is wrong. Shows us how God makes it all right. Also, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what's right. 
God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Okay, so why do we need the Bible? The Bible, it says here, it teaches us what's true. The Bible makes us realize what's wrong in our lives. But then the Bible teaches us to do what's right. And then he says the Bible prepares us, equips us to do God's work in the world. All of that we learn from the Bible. So if you desire to be close with God, spend time in his word. Donald Whitney, who wrote one of my favorite books on spiritual disciplines, says, if you want to be changed, if you want to become more like Jesus Christ, discipline yourself to read the Bible. That is the key way, all right? We can get excited about all sorts of other things that we can do, but we need to be in the Word of God to get to know the God of the Word. All right, so here's some of just like some practical stuff. What can we do? And I, I say this, how can we take in the Bible? Because it's more than just reading. I think there's more that we can do of taking it in than reading. So here's some ways to take in the Word of God. One is to listen to it. Not just read the words, but to just listen to it. We live in such a cool era where we have audiobooks, we have Bible apps. The YouVersion Bible app, kind of main, main Bible app out there, has audio versions that you can listen to it. But just spend some time listening to the Word of God read over you. There's other cool apps, like one's called Dwell, another one called Abide. Dwell is just purely Scripture being read, but it's probably just by people with, like, some cool accents and some nice background music, you know? <laughs> it's funny, uh, but it's nice. And so you can, you can do that, but just have the Word of God read over you. And that is a great way to take in the Word of God. And I think especially for some of us who struggle with reading or struggle with that attention span or just reading has been an issue for you throughout your life— this is a great way to just listen and take in the Word of God. Then, obviously, another main way is we just read it. We just got to read it. Take some time to read it. Now, sometimes for us, like reading the Bible, it's not out of a lack of desire or willingness, and we'll sit down and we'll struggle, right? But I encourage you, I do want to say a couple things about it. Like, it's important just to sit down and read it. I do think that reading plans are helpful, okay? So some sort of reading plan is helpful. I grew up— when I was in college, like, I just realized it was my 30th high school reunion this year, so it's kind of a long time ago. Uh, but now, when I was in college, I had, like, the, the paper one-year Bible, the paperback one-year Bible. And so I would just use that one-year Bible. I had a little bit of uh, Old Testament each day, a little bit of New Testament each day, and the Psalms and a Proverbs, right? And so each day, you just are taking in some different portions of scriptures. And it was honestly really, really helpful for me. Now you've got like Bible reading plans on your phone through Bible apps and things like that. Uh, so I encourage you to try some of those. I actually like using a one-year Bible reading plan and then don't feel guilty about how quickly you finish it, okay? So that's my like pastoral admonition to you is don't get caught up with the check boxes, okay? Don't get caught up with having to finish it all in a certain timeline, but it might just kind of help keep you going through some sort of plan. They've got all sorts of like other plans, like 90 days through, I, I, like so the, the version Bible app has like 
all sorts of reading plans. 90 Days to the New Testament has um, ones for new believers, ones that can help you learn how to study the Bible better. It has ones like if you're struggling with some sort of issue, um, like anxiety or fear or whatever. Like it has all sorts of different reading plans that can be helpful for you. Some that would just be a couple weeks to kind of get you going, right? So I encourage you to use some sort of reading plan, but don't make it about I have to get a huge chunk or read a bunch of information, but just say, okay, I want to read this portion, and then I want to like, take that in, just spend time in the Word of God. I think it's a healthy goal for you, if you never have, to say, I want to read the entire Bible. I want to read the whole book. You are a follower of Jesus and have based your life and eternity on the words of this book. If you are basing everything and who you are on the words of this book and you haven't read it, I mean, just read it. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. I just don't understand why you, why you do that. And so I want to encourage you to spend that time. Like, if you have dedicated all of that of yourself to it, read it, know it, and then study it. Okay, we should be reading it regularly and then studying it, going like a little bit deeper. Maybe that's if you're reading it daily, you study it weekly or something like that, or you have like a deep, deep dive of some sort of study monthly. I don't know, whatever that, that rhythm is for you. But I wanted to give you some thoughts on studying the Bible, okay? Studying the Word of God yourself. Um, one thing I like to do is rewrite the Bible by hand, pen and paper, and just look at the text and just write it. Write it again. It slows you down. It makes you take in all the words. It's like a process of kind of dwelling on the words slowly and taking it in. It's really helpful. It's really, it's really good, I think. Another thing I like to do is print out a page of the Bible off my computer. So like there's, other, there's websites like Bible Gateway or just other Bible websites, right? You just print out a page of the Bible. And then I like to then take that page and just start marking it up and doing things like making basic observations. What's, what's going on? Like, who are the main characters in this text? What words seem like most important? What's the subject? What's it talking about? My English teacher wife would love this kind of part of it as you sort of analyze the text in this way. And you're looking at all of, uh, of what it is and what's going on. And then that kind of draws some questions for you. And so you can mark it up and then you don't have to feel like, you know, I, some people like or don't do or don't like writing in their actual Bible. But I think that kind of writing would sort of mess it up for the future. And so, I don't know, I think you can just get all over that and write, write all, all over that piece of paper and make those kinds of observations and then start to get a sense of what does this mean. This text means something. It means one thing. Find out what it means. Now, in that study, then you might want to use some resources. You could use a study Bible. It's great. You can use commentaries. Sometimes it's like, how do I know what one to use? That can be really, really hard. And if you look that kind of stuff up online, you get all sorts of wacky answers. So I would encourage you to talk to some of us. Talk to some of us that wear name tags here at church. We'd love to help you with some of that. I bet like, if you find somebody with a church name tag, they either know the answers or can help you find someone else that knows the answers of some great resources to use. I don't know if you know, too, there's a bunch of other people in our church. I mean, there are people that have been in this church for decades that have been going over Bible study and Bible study and Bible study. And there are people that just know all sorts about how to study the Word of God. I'd encourage you to talk to an older person in our church and ask them what they do. And I think you would learn a ton from them. We have some people in our church, too. We have wild experts in our church. I mean, Lloyd Peckham over here is one of the foremost uh, linguistics and Bible language experts in the world. 
This guy down here, Tom Baylor, has a THM, an advanced degree in Old Testament. Uh, I don't know if Cameron Willis, I don't know if you're in here, but this guy Cameron Willis has like a, a master's degree in biblical languages, Greek and Hebrew, Aramaic, and more. I mean, that's wild. Regina Garriott, who is in our church, is like a bigwig for the whole Bible study fellowship, this group that just digs deep every Monday night, meets here on Monday nights. Like we have people in our church that are awesome, that aren't on staff, that know a ton about the word of God. So I know there's there's many more. As I started to name names, there's so many people that have such great expertise, but talk to some of these folks. They're amazing. Just know that we've got people here to kind of walk alongside you in this. And that's part of what it means to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus. We ask others to help us, and then we help others, right? So I encourage you in that. Do uh, you remember Dan Kimball spoke here in June? I don't know if you were here for that. Uh, it was a week after I left on sabbatical. And he has a whole book called How Not to Read the Bible, which I think is a great resource to help you kind of understand some of the difficult passages, the difficult issues that we see in the Bible. Um, one other cool thing is uh, at our website, calvarylife.org, there's a whole sp uh, space called resources. One of the top bars is resources. It has all this stuff in there to help you. There's one called Bible resources. You click on there. It will take you to how to get the YouVersion Bible app, if you don't know. Um, it will also show you about the Bible Project, which is another great resource to help you. Uh, it will also take you to something called Right Now Media. Right Now Media is something that we pay for so that you can have for free. And it's just a massive video library of different um, Bible study resources on all sorts of topics and even some that are just on how to study the Bible. So if you look on there, it helps you figure out how to get there and do all that. There are great things to help you with this. So you can be part of life groups and part of Bible studies that we have here. Uh, and so be parts of all that. But you can also find out some more of that on your own. But I want to encourage you to take the time to study the Word of God. Now, we also should memorize the Word of God. That might be something that you've did a long time ago or you've never done. I mean, I did a lot more when I was in Christian school growing up than I do now just to be blatantly honest, <laughs> but like those verses like that I've memorized over the course of my life, like come back to me and, and are, are very, very helpful as the Spirit of God brings those. So we hide God's word in our heart through memorizing the scriptures. Jesus said this when he was tempted in the wilderness, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That we need, to, we live by these very words from God, that this is what we base everything on. Jesus based all his answers to the devil, to the enemy, when he was being tempted on the word of God. He used the word of God to combat temptation. So we need to know it. So we need to take in the word, and then guess what we have to do next? Do what it says, okay? Key step, key step when it comes to the Bible, all right? Take in the Bible, do what it says. We have to respond to the word of God and live our life by the word of God. So you might be being discipled in your life by the social media account, the social media accounts that you follow. You might be being discipled in your life by the news stations that you watch every night for hours and hours and hours. 
You need to be discipled by the word of God and fellow Christians in your life. And this book needs to be the source of how you live, more importantly than all those other sources that you're taking in information and influence from. So we have to read the Bible and then do what it says. James 1, 22. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. It's like, what? What's the point? You've just forgotten it. And then it says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So we have to do what it says. And I think that's why we need to read the Bible When we're taking it in, we read for both information and transformation, okay? We're reading for both information and transformation. Yes, we want to learn. We want to learn the the knowledge, the information that is within the Bible. We want to learn about God. We want to learn about the story of God's people and how he worked amongst his people. We want to learn about all the, the commands for how to live that are within the New Testament epistles. We learn the the gospel, the good news. We learn it all. We want to learn prophecy. We want to learn about the apocalyptic events of the future. All of that. We want to gain that information. But if we gain all that information and we don't live it out with life transformation, then it's sort of worthless, right? Love builds up. Knowledge puffs up. Love builds up, it says, in the word of God. And so we, we got to do both. But we also can't be people that just say, well, I just want experiences with God or I just want to hear from the Spirit of God only, right? No, we can't swing kind of away from the Word of God just because we think, well, we don't want to just only be about knowledge, right? We want to have both. We need to have both. We need the Word of God to be able to do all of that. All right, so we take in the Word of God. We do what it says. And then another thing I want to encourage encourage us to do is to meditate on the Bible, okay? Meditate on the Bible. Ruminate on the words of the text. This comes from Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Quite honestly, some of the social media accounts and the news stations, okay? We don't follow, and I'd say all the news stations. We don't follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. This word meditate here is an interesting word. It is a word in Hebrew, hagah, which uh, means meditate, but it also means mutter, muse, imagine, moan, growl. I think that's kind of an interesting definition of a word that is meditate. And it's like, I kind of think sometimes even meditating is like a sense of like repeating it. Like you're kind of looking at it, you're, it's like kind of memorizing it, you're repeating it, you're muttering it under your breath, uh, and, and just imagining and musing upon how that would play out in our lives or what that means for just like the, the whole universe and all eternity. So we meditate on it. And it says, those that do, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. As we meditate on the word of God, this is the result. 
okay? As we take, like, as we take all of the words for how we will live our lives, our advice for how to live our lives from the Bible, this is what will happen. We'll be like a tree by a river. We're just constantly being nourished. We're constantly being, um, our thirst being quenched by that river of the Word of God into our hearts and minds. And so one of the ways that we can uh, meditate on the Word of God is an ancient practice called Lectio Divina. Now, this sounds weird in Latin because it's Latin, all right? So Lectio Divina is, is a Latin word. This whole sort of process of prayerfully reading the Word of God came from St. Benedict uh, in, in like the 6th century. So you're talking like 1,500 years ago. Uh, and this is, uh, so it's a very old practice, but it's actually quite simple. So this, this Latin word, Lectio Divina, just means divine reading, divine reading. And I think what it really is, is it's just prayerfully reading the scripture, okay? That's really what it is, and kind of meditating on the word of God in prayer. But having prayer and the Holy Spirit joining us in that prayerful reading is what this is about. And I'll kind of, I'm going to walk you through it, and we'll even practice this a little bit here, okay? But now, that's the thing. Like, some of these practices, too, like, this might, you think, oh, isn't that St. Benedict, like, that's Roman Catholic, right? Like, isn't that, or is that Orthodox, or what is that? You know, and it's like, well, okay, so this is a thousand years before the Protestant Reformation, so that is what the church was, okay? That is really what there was. So you're talking 1,500 years ago. It's a long time. So I want us to just kind of understand some of that, uh, and then we go into any of these, honestly, any of these spiritual practices, spiritual disciplines, these should never, if these ever contradict the Word of God in some way, like, we shouldn't have any part with it, okay? We'd never contradict the Word of God. We use tools to help us only when those tools are helpful for us to grow closer to the Lord, okay? Um, all right, so this, this one, Lectio Divina, it has like four or five parts. I'm going to go with five parts here, and these are these five parts. The first is silencio, or the Latin get readyo. Okay, so this is where we just get ready. We just get ready to hear from the Word of God, and so we pray. We prepare ourselves. I think this is something you should do anytime that you, you sit down to read the Scripture or to hear from the text, that we would, we would just pause for a moment and pray, Lord, speak to me through your word. I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would be speaking to me while I am reading your word here, both, that it would be a both and thing that is happening. And that's what Lectio Divina is really about. That's what we want to see happen. But you prepare your heart, kind of breathe out the stress of the day, and just so you can focus in on the word of God. And then the next step is called Lectio. Lectio just means read. You read a passage of Scripture, and you read a, a, a chunk of Scripture, and you read that over multiple times. Multiple times. And while you're reading it, you prayerfully ask God, Lord, would you highlight a word or a phrase or a sentence? What is something within this that you are wanting to stand out for me? So you ask God, as I read the Bible, what would you have me focus in on, okay, Lord? And then you, you choose that word or phrase. And then meditatio is to reflect and meditate on that portion that God has highlighted. So you spend some time just kind of thinking about that word, praying through that. Okay, Lord, why, like, what's going on with that? You just meditate on that. And then oratio is that we would pray and respond to God about that. So we're asking God, okay, Lord, like, why would you make this phrase stand out to me. Lord, what are you trying to say to me? 
Lord, hear, share your feelings with God about how you feel about that. And just ask him for whatever else is on your mind and just spend some time then in prayer. And then the, the fifth is contemplatio, which is to rest in God's love. And so just to sit and be still and thank God for his word and just kind of soak it up for a minute, right? And so that's that, uh, what you see here then on the screen are these five steps to ready yourself, to read, to reflect, to respond, and then rest. It's just a, it's just a way of prayerfully reading the, t- the scriptures. And so you want to uh, do that, but very, it's, like, it's also a way of intentionally reading the scriptures, being intentional about how you read, not just kind of reading a bunch of words and being like, well, there it was, move on, right? No, it's like we expect God to speak to us as we read his word. So Lord, how are you speaking to me through this? So in a moment, we'll take a second to practice this. If you're trying to like take, take this down or whatever, you can find all this here, okay? So on our app, or if you do this QR code, those are around, or just go to our website, calvarylife.org, and you click on, it's like the main thing there on the Life with God series. And then what we have is a series of videos and notes that can help you with each of the spiritual practices that we're going through in this series. So there'll be a little video to explain it a little bit more, and you can, or you can just go through that um, little page of notes to kind of help you process through this. So you don't have to have memorized all this. You can go there and find all of that information on our app or on our website. And so this will take you to that. If you don't have the app yet, it's really helpful for all sorts of things. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to practice. And we're going to practice using Psalm 34, 3 through 9. And so what I'd love for you to do is grab a Bible. It can be a paper one or it can be a digital one. Uh, It's fine. I'm going to be in the NLT, uh, which is what those um, Bibles are in the back of the seat there in front of you. And we're going to go through this process here, okay? This process of, you can still see the steps here on the center screen of silencio and lectio and so on. And I'm going to guide you through this. And we're going to use this passage, Psalm 34. It's page 334 in those, those Bibles that are uh, on the back of the seat. It's pretty much in the middle of the Bible. You can find Psalms. And we'll be in Psalm 34. Now, I'm going to take you through each step. And I'll read the passage aloud a couple times. And I'd love for you to, to read along. When we're reading the text, read along with me while looking at the words and asking God to highlight something for you, okay? So let's start with uh, get ready in silence. Just take a moment to pray and ask God to speak to you. Okay, I'm going to read this passage, Psalm 34, 3 through 9. I'm going to read it twice. Prayerfully read, asking God to highlight a word or phrase. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. 
For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Continue to ask God to make something stand out for you here. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Take a moment now to just reflect on what is that word or phrase. Repeat it to yourself for a moment and just meditate on it, savor that word or phrase. Now take a moment to pray, to respond. Ask God, why did this word or phrase stand out? Ask God what he's saying to you and then share whatever else you'd want with him. Now the final step, to rest. To rest in him. Just continue to think, dwell on the Lord and his love for you.